0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Hello again and welcome to 929, a new podcast from Fiverr.com, hosted by me, Ishan Akbar. In each episode, I'll be speaking to a different industry expert. They've agreed to give you one key piece of advice on how to grow your business. All you have to do is give them just 9 minutes and 29 seconds of your time in return. Bargain. Today I'll be speaking to Andrew Stevens whilst also admiring his impeccable recording setup. You sound beautiful. (laughs) That's very kind of you to say so. You sound beautiful as well. Thank you. Andrew has worked at Telecom's powerhouse Vodafone in varying roles for the past seven years. So naturally, there was one big question I just had to ask him. If you were gonna put Vodafone into an outfit, what outfit would it be? So I think we probably wear different outfits in
0: different parts of our business, if I'm honest with you. We've got, so we've got Voxy, which is our, uh, our youth brand. And when you go and speak to the guys in Voxy, they are just rocking around in their shorts and on their scooters uh, with uh, their, their beanies on and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you flip to the uh, the corporate end of the business, uh, who are very much more you know suited and ties
1: and things like that. In his current role as Head of Small Business, a large part of Andrew's job involves getting to know customers of this demographic and making sure they're as happy as they can be with the products they purchased to run their businesses. So I wanted to know how he does it, and how you can do the same for your business, whatever its size. Okay, so I'm recording from my conservatory today to get some of that sweet, sweet vitamin D. Uh, And I'm speaking to Andrew Stevens. Andrew, where are you sat today?
0: So I'm sat in my my office in the Cotswolds at the, uh, the front of my house, but not seeing as much sunshine as obviously you're seeing. The Cotswolds is lovely. It's very nice. Yeah, very lucky.
1: Yeah, very lucky indeed. Uh, so tell me, what is your lesson that you wish to impart on to everyone today? So
0: the lesson that
1: I've got is
0: uh, getting to know your customers. So it sounds like quite a, uh, a basic point, but I think it's got many layers to it. And I think it's one of these uh, one of these lessons which can be overlooked really easily.
1: Cool. So let's talk about those layers then. K- kick us off. What, what do you mean by knowing your customers just straight off the bat?
0: So, so for me, uh, knowing your customers really starts with a few important things. So one is to just be absolutely clear who your customers actually are that you're trying to target. And I think uh, a lot of companies uh, and a lot of businesses have some great products and great services and just uh, expect everyone to want them. But it's really important in my mind to, to be really clear who you're trying to target and then with those customers be really clear what problems they're trying to solve and then how your products and services can help with that. And then I guess the other piece for me is just understanding with those customers how they go about researching and investigating their purchases, because you can have a fantastic product, you can wrap it up absolutely fantastically. But if you're not in the journey that they're going through to investigate their buying decision, then you're never
1: going to get found. So it's really understanding who those customers are and how they're buying. To me, it sounds a bit like what came first, the chicken or the egg, because surely there's some products out there that you can't anticipate which customers are going to like them. Like I have a penchant for cinnamon and raisin bagels. And I'm sure when the bagel (laughs) company made it, they didn't segment me as someone who would eat it.
0: No, but what you probably find is that as you release your your product onto the marketplace, be it the the bagel or or whatever it is, different customers tend to consume it in different ways. So by understanding that and by having almost what I talk to, to my team about is how you create that continuous feedback loop and how you really Keep talking to your customers so you understand why they're buying that product, why they're consuming that service, what they like about it and how you can improve it.
1: Okay, so that all makes sense to me theoretically, but how do you do that without being really annoying?
0: <laughs> I think if you're really clear what stage your your customers are at and what their need states are, then you can be far more precise in terms of the communications that you're offering to your customers.
1: Do you find that customers are quite willing to share with you what would help improve their lives or are they just mainly just complaining and then you try and solve that complaint
0: <laughs> I talk about you can either get into the mindset of minimizing customer complaints or into the mindset of maximizing customer delight and uh, I, I think if you're really focused on how you maximize customer delight it takes you down a different sort of conversational route um, and you're asking different types of questions in terms of you know how can I support you better you know what advice do you need and I think there always has to
1: be a value exchange if you're helping them in some way shape or form then I think they're far more willing to help you maximizing customer delight sounds like something i could apply to my personal life as well because there me are too a lot of people in my life <laughs> who could do with me having that kind of attitude <laughs> i'm sure my wife would love it if i had that attitude in my home life as well <laughs> but is there a particularly memorable complaint that really changed the game for you so so
0: there was one that sticks in my head and the verbatim i can't remember exactly but it went something along the lines of if a person in the street spoke to me the way that vodafone speaks to me i'd probably end up punching them oh. and it, it was it was on the basis that we were using very corporate language to speak to a small business customer with very specific needs and we hadn't quite got the tone of voice right but it just showed the emotions uh, that uh, some of these things can generate with customers and i guess it's on the back of the fact that um, for small businesses you know their business is their life so when things stop them uh, dealing with their customers effectively and efficiently, then you know, it's a big deal for them. And you know, that, that's something that you know, causes a reaction with them. And I, I get that and I understand that. And um, hence, hence it's, it's forced to change in terms of how we
1: deal with them and how we respond to them. How do you start that, though? How do you start getting to know who your customers are? What, what tools do you use? Within any business, you start to
0: create and collate uh, a lot of data. Um, So it's about, you know, how you can unpick some of that data and really start to understand what the trends in that data look like and how you can start to see patterns emerging within that data. But then it's also about working out ways that you can have direct conversations with the people that are consuming your products.
1: At a time like this, you guys must find it so much harder to know what your customers want, because I suspect people don't really want to talk about their mobile phone tariffs when really they just want to survive day to day and Think about whether they're going to have a job two months after. How are you negotiating this time with your customers? So
0: it's, this is a, a, um, a really, really challenging time for small business. They've had Brexit, they've had GDPR, and now they've got COVID. So um, as, as an organisation, um, we're very, very focused on... Uh, our strap line at the moment is keeping the UK connected. We're very focused on the quality of service of networks um, that we're providing so that our customers can maintain that connectivity. But we're also recognising the fact that there's a lot of people who were working in offices who are now working at home. So we've done half a million free 30-day SIMs with unlimited data just to try and help people with connectivity. We've provided over 100,000 30-day SIMs with free unlimited data for NHS workers. Um, And then we've also tried to help the small businesses by um, moving our payment terms to 15 days. um, And... So any small businesses that are within our supply chain, we're paying them within 15 days because we're recognizing that cash flow at this particular juncture um, is really, really important. But the big thing and the the big learning that I've taken out of this process is we're speaking to our customers more, but we're not trying to sell to our customers at this particular juncture. We are just phoning our customers and trying to have conversations which are more related to the individual circumstances that they're going through and what they need from us at this particular time.
1: So Andrew, from your years of experience in this space, are you able to share some tips of how you can get to know your customers regardless of what industry you might be working in?
0: I guess the, the way I would summarize it is um, it's really important to know, uh, to know who your customers are and who you're trying to target, what, what problems that they have and what problems you're trying to help them solve and then creating a continuous feedback loop with them to really get focused in terms of how you can support them and then think about the language and the communications that you have with them to try and make it really relevant and pertinent to them at particular life stages.
1: Andrew, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. No problem at all. You have really, uh, really had good fun. So thank you for your time. Big thanks to Andrew for his time and to you for yours. 929 is a Fiverr podcast. What's next after getting to know your customers? Check out Fiverr's writing category to find expert copywriters that can interpret your value propositions into a language your audience will relate to. And don't forget to hit like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. But for now, time's up.